This episode of Geeks Crossing is brought to you by today's sponsor, Anchor. Ever wanted to start a podcast but can't find the right platform to work with? Don't worry, Anchor has you covered. Anchor is a free audio app that allows you to record a podcast on any device no matter where you are. Anchor includes an editing feature that allows you to customize your podcast, whether it be on your computer or mobile device, so you can easily omit any errors or unnecessary parts. Anchor also allows you to distribute your podcast to other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Google Podcasts, which is amazing. Did I mention the part about making money? No? Well, you could be earning money every time someone listens to your podcast with no minimum listenership. If that's not the easiest way to make a podcast, I don't know what is. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I want to be, I want to be, I want to be famous. Hello, 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 everybody. Beautiful singing, Matt, as always. <laughs> Thank you very much, Eric. Thank you. I, I've been practicing. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not on America's Got Talent yet. Oh, shucks. You're too kind. Or Canada's Got Talent in the, in the case of our discussion today, I guess. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Geeks Crossing. I'm Eric. And I'm Matt. So, Matt, I understand that you love Cartoon Network, right? Like myself? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was probably my favorite network growing up, I think, is Cartoon Network. Just quality stuff. Yeah, it was all about that 90s growing up. That was the Cartoon Network I grew up with. I feel that, yeah, I feel that. I kind of was on the tail end of that, so I I was more 2000 stuff, but there were some really, there were some 90s shows that definitely stuck with me. Ed, Ed, and Eddie probably being the main one, you know. Oh, hands down. (laughs) Best show ever, Don't Hate Me. Oh, nah, great show. Great, great show. Cartoon Network staple. Yeah, come 2008, I was that was when I was started to, I don't know, get sick of Cartoon Network. Maybe it's because none of the shows piqued my interest until one show in particular actually looked interesting. Mm-hmm. And that was Total Drama. Mm, oh, man, yeah. Total Drama. Total Drama Island, I guess, at the start. But nowadays, we just call it Total Drama, more broadly. Yeah, <laughs> in case you guys haven't noticed, that's going to be our discussion today. We're going to be recapping the total drama series yeah you know not... recapping talking about our favorite stuff reflecting on the seasons and the characters and whatnot total drama i actually skipped the first three episodes not gonna lie because i think when it first aired it was gonna be like one of those oh it's probably like another dumb cartoon eric show that's you know cash in for kids so probably gonna skip <laughs> it but then my brother actually took me into it and i was like wow if he likes it then it must be good <laughs> but then after watching i think the fourth episode and catching up on the last three I instantly fell in love with it because I was like, yes, finally, Cartoon Eric has something good besides Ed and Nettie. Uh, I'm trying to think how I got into it. I think when Action was premiering, I was always big on like the Cartoon Network website. Like I'd always play like the Foster's Home for Imaginary Friend games and like things like that. And Oh my I God, like, I completely oh, forgot about that. Right? <laughs> like, it's like Cheese Quest, I think it was. But um, like just those all those fun little games. And I was like, oh, what is, what is this? Total Drama Island. I, I've never heard of this. And I think at the time I found out about it, it was pretty late. I think action was the big thing that everyone was talking about. So me and my brothers ended up rewatching I like reruns of Island and uh, we, we fell in love with it. So that, and it, you know, continued. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Total Drama, the best way I can explain it, imagine Survivor, but 2D. And yeah, I guess that's the only way I can describe it. Just a 2D version of Survivor, but obviously it's more aimed towards teens. Yeah, more in towards teen. It's almost like a summer camp of Survivor, and it's it, it plays around with the I guess tropes of Survivor, like the confession boots and and the rivalries and the romances and all that. They really just play around with that a lot more. Yeah, it pretty much satirizes what you see in a traditional reality show slash 
TVX challenge show, I guess. Yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much. Um, I think it was inspired too by like when did Lost premiere? I don't think it was. I thought I remembered hearing something about how it was inspired by Lost too, but I could be wrong. I'm not oh, really familiar with Lost. It, it's it's about a bunch of people on like an island. Um, but I think Survivor was on an island too, so I honestly don't know how much of a role that had in it. But uh, yeah, that was 2004, so maybe a little bit. But it, obviously, it's very clear, like down from the bonfire elimination ceremony and the the khaki wearing, like charismatic host it's it's very clear that it's it's based on surviving um which is great i've yeah. never actually i don't know eric have you ever actually watched survivor i never have uh after watching the first season of total drama i tried watching survivor but i don't know it just it looked interesting but it never piqued my interest yeah. i mean i figured that if i watched total drama then i've seen survivor because it's like <laughs> i said they pretty much satirized what everything that show did exactly yeah yeah I, I would watch survivor i don't know if there's if it's on netflix or anything though um you know but yeah total drama i feel like that was just more cartoony just more satirical and it, it yeah. got its point across a lot better yeah that was more appeal to what i was into yeah exactly i i agree with that so now that we explain what total drama is let's kick off this retrospective with the first season total drama island all right. Uh, what do you want to even dive into first? Episodes, characters? Uh, I don't know. Well, no joke. This was total drama at its simplest. Mm-hmm. 22 teams compete in an island to compete for $100,000. And if, and like we keep on saying, it had the similar tropes as, you know, Survivor. They go on challenges. They form teams. And yeah. then at the end of each day, they have a bonfire to see who gets eliminated. And the last person standing on the island gets $100,000. And and later seasons they got a lot more cartoony. They got a lot more their own identity. But this first season, it really just feels like a Survivor parody. It's like everybody's in nature, you know. It's just they're all just cheesy summer camp teens, and and you, like you said, the elimination ceremony. Um, and, yeah, and, and because weird. the contestants were teens, they try to exaggerate every possible stereotype stereotype in teens <laughs> possible. Yes, for the characters, you're right. I really loved that. <laughs> We have the queen bee, we have the delinquent, we have the nerd, we have the party guy. Mm-hmm. We got the big guy with, you know, a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The best friends, the dumb blonde, pretty much every stereotype. Yeah, yeah. It, it really, honestly, in retrospective, it really just, just feel like a giant work of satire. Like, just even with the characters playing around with all these, these popular teen stereotypes, especially at the time. Because, like, mid-late 2000s, that was kind of just the heyday of the cheesy, like, shows and movies where it's like, oh, teens having fun, summer camp, blah, blah, blah. And this is totally just that. And it's so awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely my favorite character, or at least one of my favorites, was Owen. Oh, I love Owen. Yeah. I feel like Owen's that character you can't help but love. No, I agree. In some ways, he's like the icon of the series, if, if you're talking not like Chris. like, But in, in terms of the char- the contestant, Owen is pretty much like, he represents total drama. He represents the fun, you know, the wackiness, I guess. <laughs> Because you know Owen tends to be nonsensical at times. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I love Owen. Honestly, just looking at the characters, my two all right, I don't want to spoil too much for when we get to world tour, but two of my real favorite characters I didn't really like in season one, and then in season three, I really liked them. Uh and that that's Noah and Tyler, but I'll I'll talk about them later. Yo, know, going back to Owen, I mean it's clear since you know uh this was the first season, since they had like a lot of contestants, not everybody got the proper screen time. Yeah, you noticed that. 
that at times. Yeah. But um, I feel like once they got to the top, I want to say top 10, top 12, that's when they actually started to show character development while mm-hmm. everyone else was just there. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of just like threw away Katie and Sadie and you threw away Ezekiel and Noah and Tyler. Um, and Cody. Yeah, Don't knock yeah. my boy Cody. <laughs> Poor Cody. But yeah. Wow. Um, just look at the characters. I think probably my favorite ones other than Owen. Um, I really like Lindsay's arc with, with Heather and everything that happened. Heather was honestly really great too. And the Gwen and Trent I mean, stuff was really interesting. Fun. Total dramas for total dramas first villain. She excelled perfectly. Yeah, yeah. She was really a strong character. So um And I really love listening Lizzie too. Yeah, Lindsay is just very, very fun. This is probably Lindsay's best. Well, that moment, yeah, that moment when she finally told off Heather after <laughs> I think it was the bicycle episode. I think yes, the bicycle race, and like everyone starts cheering for her because <laughs> they all hate Heather. It was so good, so cathartic. Hey, I was thinking that too because it was about damn time that bitch got what she deserved. <laughs> um, Let's see, uh. I also Honestly, like I Duncan. Think, yeah, Duncan's really strong. I was going to say, this is probably Jeff and Bridget's best season, too. Because they kind of, after this, they, they don't really ever get utilized. Other than the Aftermath show. Like, they don't really get utilized in the same way. Yeah, we'll talk about that once we get to action. Yeah, but Jeff and Bridget in this season specifically are great. Oh, and Lashana, of course, is great, too. Um, Probably her best yeah. season, too. There's a lot of characters' best season, I think. Just because this is probably a, what a lot of people would consider the best season. Like, this is definitive total drama right here. Yeah, I don't blame. This is the best season. Yeah, yeah. it was the simplest. There were a lot of great characters. Granted, I know one of my complaints was they didn't get enough development, but yeah. this was yeah. this was the total drama everybody grew up with. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Uh, I guess one of my favorite episodes has to be the when they parody the horror movie. I'm oh, sorry, man. like the escape psycho killer with a chainsaw and a hook. Oh man, that was a really funny. They did do DJ so dirty though. They really did, but it was very funny. Yeah, I think they eliminated him because he got scared right before the psycho killer, aka Chef, could get to him. Yeah, that that I think is probably my biggest gripe with this season is that unlike later seasons, a lot you kind of feel like a lot of the eliminations sort of come from nowhere. Like uh, DJs, for example, I would say Jeff. Like Jeff's elimination really doesn't make a lot of sense to me yeah he got eliminated <laughs> because he was the nicest guy and apparently being nice is threat what yeah. kind of shit does that, <laughs> like, make? that doesn't make any sense like later seasons would kind of make more of an effort to be like this is why we're eliminating this person like they would explain you know like this time we didn't really get that all the time like especially yo lashana's elimination oh, though Lashana, though no everybody was at the well, what was it like playout day losers that island resort yeah. or whatever it was called <laughs> yeah chris told everybody to vote who they like to see come with them to resort and they all said lashana <laughs> granted half of them said it by accident well actually 75 percent of them said her name by accident and two percent of that was from a freaking parrot <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say the damn parrot that was going off. Oh First of God. all, that parrot shouldn't even count. <laughs> Honestly, though. Honestly, but what are you gonna do? They needed a plot to get Lashana out so we could, like, I don't know, it was whatever. Just oh, but the next episode, that's also one of my favorites, where I think it was Owen, Gwen, Heather, and Duncan thought they were on a deserted island. <laughs> yes, with Mr. Coconut. That was such a good episode. And are we gonna ignore the fact that Owen was able to grow a full-grown beard <laughs> in, like, under an hour? <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> Friendly reminder that this is an animated show, folks, so not everything makes sense most of the time. Yes, exactly. Um, oh man. I like the uh the phobia factor episode where everybody has to face their fears. 
Uh, that was a pretty good one. I, I like that. I know you like Tyler and all, but <laughs> why the fuck is he scared of chickens? Right? He's afraid of chickens. Uh, that was honestly one of the dumbest eliminations I could think of, or like one of the stupidest ways they could eliminate him. Yeah. I that mean, was, it, yeah. it would have made, made more sense if he got eliminated in like a, you know, athletic type competition, but... Yeah, I agree with you, but they kind of didn't go for that, which was silly. Oh, another elimination I just thought of was Courtney's, when Harold like stuffed the box. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the ultimate payback yes yes ultimate payback though oh my gosh what i don't understand is why the fuck they kept on bullying harold i mean mind you that this guy helped them win their first two challenges that's true i feel like they kind of forgot about that like they, they ignored the fact that he helped them win the first two challenges i mean um, yeah we get it harold's the nerd and as bullies it's your duty to make fun of him and make derogatory slurs or whatnot but come on yeah, it was a little silly. It was a little ungrateful. Like, I don't know. But, but you know, this was just a sillier, more uh, satirical season anyway. So it didn't really need to explain that, I guess. But it does kind of, it is kind of dumb. It's like, oh, Harold's just a generic nerd. Oh, no, he's not. He saved us. And then the next episode, it's, oh, he's just a generic nerd. We don't like him. Oh, but he just saved us again. And then the next time it's, oh, well, he's just a generic nerd. Let's bully him. Like, it's like they learned nothing. But again, this is just a cartoon. So it's a little. The feels, man. (laughs) The feels, man, when Harold and and Lashana finally became a a couple. But then in the finale, I think they broke up. Oh, yeah. Poor Harold. But then again, I think think that was only because Lashana, that was like, you know, he in the moment. So she didn't really have actual feelings towards him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but poor harold poor he's dude. still in denial he's still in <laughs> denial <laughs> oh man um and the finale what do you think about the finale to total drama island um i think that was a great finale because we have two contestants with polar opposites we have gwen the loner who's not very enthusiastic then we have owen the hyperactive party dude yeah flowing with positivity so i think that was a great balance between what the what the two possible contestants could be. Exactly. I really thought they chose the perfect contestants to make it to the final two. Um, Owen and Gwen were just really strong. They were both, like, really... You're right, they're polar opposites, and just their plots throughout the season were so different, and it was just great. Very, very great. And are we going to ignore the fact that Owen stole half of Gwen's supporters? Yeah. <laughs> when he, wasn't that when he said he was going to have a big party, and everyone was just like, all right. Yeah. But granted, Lindsay was about to stay on Gwen side but then he said oh dimension it's gonna be on a yacht <laughs> too bad that never happened but then again Lindsay yeah. probably forgot about that because you know she's Lindsay yeah oh, man. also I do I do think it was kind of unfair how they pretty much cheated to make Owen win by making him you know uh, oh, attract him with the smell of brownies <laughs> yeah well, I think it was brownies yeah, it was brownies, I think. Yeah, that was kind of cheap, but I. I but then again, deserve to win, you know. Then again, like Heather tried cheating too because she tried feeding Gwen this. Uh, I, I think it was a muffin that would cause her to have extreme diarrhea yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like a laxative muffin. Then Owen ate it instead. No, but yeah, I agree with you. Owen deserved that win. Yeah. You know, he is like, the icon, so he deserves He's the win. face of total drama. Yeah. But unfortunately, because Chris decided to be an asshole, he decided to give up the $100 million, no, sorry, the $100,000 prize and offer a million-dollar challenge, mm. which transitions to season two. Total drama action, baby. So they go from competing on an island to an abandoned film studio, a film lot, where they pair, where all their challenges are based off movie parodies and genres. Yes. Um, it should it, be yeah. noted that only 14 of the original 22 contestants compete because mm-hmm. i believe the following contestants that didn't return were it was uh ezekiel eva noah katie and sadie cody tyler and courtney i think yeah until later 
<laughs> then Courtney shows up. But yeah. Yeah. But we'll talk about that topic later. But yeah. Yeah. So what are your overall thoughts on this season? Broad. I thought it was a great sequel. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like it as much as the next one, as the last one. But, mm. you know, it was a solid enough uh, continuation. Yeah. I, I forgot about the, a lot of this show, um, of this season, rather. And then I rewatched it, I think, when they added it to Netflix. Or maybe it wasn't even on Netflix. But what anyway, I, I was watching it somehow a few years back. And I was like, oh, this is, this is pretty good. No, this isn't terrible. I'm. Yeah. As a guy who loves movies, I was definitely fascinated with how they satirize each genre and film trope. Yeah, that's true. That was pretty cool how they did that. But what I did like about this season is how some contestants like Justin and Beth actually have more character development. Yes, that that was true. I liked that. But then other contestants kind of like went a little downhill, like I, with Bridget and Jeff at the beginning, and definitely with Trent. Like that was weird. What they did with Trent. Yeah, I mean, my boy. Just Trent. because they <laughs> just because they were on separate teams, he thought it was his duty to sabotage his own team just so you know he let his girlfriend win yeah like that was that was a little silly i, I don't know and they never kind they've never redeemed trent since so that's like his last hurrah and he was such a big character in one so it was kind of silly but you're right with beth justin even with izzy to an extent i feel like we just kind of got a little more out of them and that was cool the only thing i got from izzy during that season was when she had these continuous nicknames <laughs> <Yeah>. like explosivo <laughs> kaleidoscope esquire i think so <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Did, she, did she have any other nicknames? Because those are the only ones I could think of. No, I remember Explosive on Kaleidoscope. But yeah. Um, and even Owen at times, I feel like they kind of, like, I don't know. This wasn't Owen's best season, in my opinion. Oh, spe- especially in the first half when he got his jaw broken. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. But you're right. Oh, and DJ. I like what they did with DJ. How they kind of had the, the little sabotage or the, like, corrupt plot going on. I, I That was kind of cool. Uh, with Chef, I think. Yeah, that was kind of cool. That was kind of it's kind of ironic when you think about it because the actor Clay Bennett was pretty much sabotaging with himself. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, Clay Bennett voices both Chef and DJ in Total Drama. So kind of like the same thing you get from watching Family Guy where, you know, Peter... Peter, Brian, Stewie, it's pretty much Seth MacFarlane talking to himself. <laughs> That's the beauty of voice acting, folks. And I hope to be part of that trend one day. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, I'm trying to think now about the challenges from action. Um, I really don't remember a lot of them. I just remember the genres. I can name a few. Like, do you remember in the beginning with the alien trope? Yes, that, I remember the beginning with the monster movie and alien trope. That was pretty cool, those two challenges. Uh, those were those were fun. I liked that. Oh, do you remember that one where the natural disasters? Where yes! there was like a pipe, <laughs> there was like a pipe leak, and at the at the bottom of the studio, there was a pipe leak, and all the all the contestants were drowning. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, they all assumed that this was part of the challenge, but no, there was legit. <laughs> leak in the in the studio <laughs> and typical chris he didn't care about the well-beings of his contestants he only cared about you know ratings or lawsuits yep oh man yeah but uh so what was interesting about this season is after i think like every six or seven episodes there's an aftermath show hosted by jeff and bridget yeah that was cool. uh it was pretty much like a talk show where they talk about each you know eliminate contestant you know what was their overall impact on the season and we get some cameos from the past contestants who didn't compete That's but true. Have yeah, all, that was cool but i have all the eight that didn't you know bridget that didn't compete or need actually returned yeah that was really unique i like that they did that she sued the company i think yeah this was the start of that trend uh where courtney just goes around suing everyone (laughs) she doesn't like yo i'm not gonna lie to you this was the season where i started to hate courtney 
okay, let alone when Courtney returned, that's when the season actually started to be a downgrade for me. Yeah. Because she really wasn't that enjoyable as a villain. Yeah, this season you... struggled with villains. Like, you had Heather in season one, and this one kind of tried to divide but... semi-Owen every now and then, but mostly Justin and Courtney, and I just really didn't get a vibe like that from any of them. Well, granted, I didn't think Owen was a villain. I think he was just misguided. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, Justin, he was on, he had the potential of being the main villain, because, like, you know, he uses good charms to his advantage, like any other villain would. Mm-hmm. But Courtney, she would just keep on threatening to sue, and, you know, she would throw, like, a hissy fit every time something doesn't go her way. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is how I'm supposed to remember the second half of Total Drama. <laughs> yeah, just... Because it was funny, like, now I, re- I remember re-watching this, I think, a few years ago, I was like, you know, I think there's a reason why I stopped watching Total Drama Action after episode 12 or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm honestly surprised that Beth made it all the way to the finale. Yeah, I, I remember when I watched it, I was like, this should really be Duncan and Harold. Like, honestly, that's what I felt when I was watching it. Because Harold really just got so much this season, um, and Beth was kind of just along for the ride. Or even uh, Duncan and Lindsay, maybe. Beth kind of just seemed like, well, oh, really, Beth? Like, I don't know. But... You know. it's, it's funny that you mention it because Duncan and Lindsay were supposed to be the final two, but Lindsay's actress was like in the middle of doing another show. So oh. she didn't have time to record for any last episode. So they had to eliminate Lindsay and put in Beth. That's interesting. That, that's pretty but interesting. In all honesty, huh. I would have preferred, it's not that I don't hate Beth. I just feel like it would have been a lot easier or like a lot more entertaining to have Lindsay in the finale. Yeah, like I feel like Lindsay's just a stronger character than Beth. Uh, they, they was. Do, I do like what they do with Beth occasionally in this season, but I don't know. She was always sort of a weaker character, in my opinion. And also, this would have proved to her. Uh, sorry, this would have proved to Heather. I don't know why I was about to say Harold. <laughs> Damn. But this could have been a great way for Lindsay to prove to Heather that you know she has what it takes to win a season. Yeah. Yeah, I think And she's not as dumb as everybody thinks. I mean, that one episode where they were parodying, you know, the mystery crime genre. Yeah. That was Lindsay at her peak. Yes, that was a great one. But I did like uh I think it was like the last aftermath show where you know what it was a tie between Duncan and Beth, so they tried to do all these challenges just to see who could break the tie. Yeah. But go figure, the only one who did a good job at breaking the tie was Chris. <laughs> well, granted, I, th- I remember this vividly. Chris and Chef were actually going on vacation now that, you know, Jeff and Bridget were taking over the finale, but apparently he hated the way they were doing it. No, wait, actually, they showed, like, humiliating footage of Chris, so he was like, oh, I'm not having this shit on my show, so let me take over. <laughs> Bro, I died when I saw Chris, like, you know, singing in the shower, and I think it was, like, a cameraman who opened up and he squealed like a girl. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, it's also foreshadowed season three in the most, because Chris was like, yo, I want a third season, because if my show ends up like this, then it's not gonna go well. <laughs> oh, man. Any closing thoughts, or does that lead us into the third season? Oh, well, uh, we still gotta talk about the reunion special. Oh, of man, huh? Yes. That was actually a really cool special. That was, I liked that more than the the uh action island special i think it's because in this one we actually see how total drama has left an impact on everybody yeah not just you know the characters who competed in both seasons but you know some of the excluded characters as well mm-hmm. and the fact that they all work together to work hard to get their fame back i thought that was fucking brilliant yeah that was awesome that was really just great i love how that was like oh yeah you first uh sorry uh you were saying oh no i was just gonna say i love how it ended where i think they were like crashing the desert or something and the people who went to look for help were all the people who didn't end up in the season (laughs) yeah that was hilarious yeah that was it was also this uh, this special also did a good job introducing new characters like sierra and alejandro 
Oh yeah, yeah. I really liked. They it, it was almost like they realized what they did wrong with uh Justin and they were just like, "All right, we're going to we're going to have a better Justin." And then they made Alejandro. So that was very and, cool. And it's nice to see that somebody in the whole drama universe actually is a fan of the series. Yeah, right. <laughs> we get in universe. So it's only it only makes sense that they make her like a a, comp- a competitor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all, all the great additions, those two. So we'll wait up. We should talk about the contestants that didn't return. Well, actually, we'll talk about that once we get to season three. Sure, sure. So um, yeah, so season three. So season three, total drama world tour. This is what many people consider to be best season so far mm-hmm. i definitely I mean, was of that school for a very long time i think island's like really really good but world tour is almost like the show realized like the eliminations for the most part all make sense like just the character development is just really strong it's, i really love this season a lot because <laughs> uh i'm trying to remember how many contestants were there i think it was 16 of the original contestants from season one with uh, you know yeah. four, with four of them being returning ones who didn't compete in action those being Ezekiel, Cody, to- Noah, and Tyler. Mm-hmm. Sorry oh, to all you Katie and Sadie fans, but they still didn't return. And Eva, if anybody gives a shit about her. <laughs> Eva at least got to return once in Island. Like, she came back, only to get eliminated instantly. But, I mean, yeah. to her credit, she got to come back. Katie and Sadie, <laughs> those poor girls never never showed up again. Yeah, Beth and, er- no, wait. Beth and Justin didn't return. No, that's interesting because they were such major characters um, that they didn't return. But I think they served their purpose already. Yeah, yeah. I'm more surprised that Trent didn't return. Yeah, right? Like, I don't know. Especially because this was, I'm sure we'll get to this, but this was the huge season with Gwen and Duncan and Courtney and everything. Having Trent in there kind of would have just made sense, but I guess not. But I was about to say, like, out of all the contestants, Trent is the only musician. So having a par- having a character that's actually within the music field, mm-hmm. that would have made a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it really would have. But um, but holy cow, Jeff! <laughs> it was interesting to see Bridget compete, but not Jeff. So it was really a test for their relationship. But obviously, it didn't go as well as they thought. No, yeah, well, they did make up though, you know. But no, I was so excited to see Cody return. And to see him, but and see him and Sierra have this like I don't know like stalkerish relationship. Yes, yes. Oh my god! Where Can we just yeah? It's kind of ironic when you think about it. Cody was kind of a stalker back in season one towards Gwen. So Cody have gained a taste of his own medicine was kind of hilarious. Yes, that was that was really funny. Just that 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 play but on the old roles. At least Cody had his limits. Sierra, dude, she would not leave the, the kid alone. No, she was absolutely insane. Going as oh, far as stealing his personal, using his toothbrush, smell <laughs> like a dude, like poor Cody, man. All he wants to do is compete this season with dignity, and no, he had to have a stalker. Poor, yeah, honestly, oh man, but just jumping off of Cody, just how they developed the four returning contestants from season one, I I loved it, man, with Cody. We already talked about Cody, but Tyler and Noah, I, I really, really loved. Noah became, like, my favorite character, honestly, in this season. I love yeah, how they got to develop. because they gave him more of a personality. Because, like, yeah. in season one, he acted like a know-it-all for one episode. <laughs> yeah, they got his butt eliminated. But him, especially him and Owen in this season, oh, man, such such a strong little friendship that like, developed. Um, I don't know. I really yeah. liked what they did with Ezekiel too. Honestly, I know a lot of people hate that, but I thought it was pretty funny, at least for this season. It, it kind of got a little old after a while, but th- yeah, because uh, surprise, surprise, Ezekiel was eliminated early from the competition, <laughs> but he was trying to make sure that shit doesn't bother, doesn't stay with him because 
he was a stowaway on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention. So, yeah, I forgot to mention. So, in this season, the contestants have to travel around the tour, uh, do a world tour, and also sing as part of their competitions. Mm-hmm. That was that was such a creative spin with the sing- Like they could have easily just done a world tour with no singing, but the fact that they added that, that was like the cherry on top. Chris mentioned that in the last season. Yeah. You know, everybody's doing the musical bit nowadays, so it's only a matter of time before total drama gets in on the action. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that was you know, like it was great to see them go through challenges in many different parts of the world like you know egypt new york africa yeah i mean sweden niagara falls australia it's i think they crazy. went to almost everywhere you can think of i'm pretty sure they went to every continent that was pretty that's pretty cool actually i also love uh you know like you said the love triangle that developed between duncan gwen and courtney yeah. Well, first off, yeah. Duncan was the first first eliminated, not by you know simple elimination. He quit because he refused to sing. Yeah. And since then, uh, you know, it's been Gwen and Courtney. They tried to develop a friendship, but when Duncan was was eventually caught, he was brought back to the competition. It really, it really, it really tampered their friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And things got ugly, and they they pretty much have remained ugly since. Especially since Tyler was the first to witness and also tell everybody. <laughs> I love that. That one in Duncan Quiz. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, when they're kissing the confessional and Tyler just like sticks his face in, like jaw drop. Like, oh bro. Oh my gosh. Poor Tyler. Out of, all the char- <laughs> out of all the characters they chose to find it, find that out, they had to go with Tyler. I feel like if Harold was around longer, it would have been him. But but just the fact that it was Tyler was just amazing. So, so good. Yeah, while we're talking about Tyler, there was like this recurring gag in the beginning of the season where Lindsay forgot who Tyler was since he was not in total drama action. Yeah. <laughs> it took her like over seven episodes to finally remember him <laughs> this was kind of the beginning of Lindsay getting really stupid but i still found her really funny in this season especially with the whole tyler relationship like who the heck are you like i don't know oh, i think man. in one episode i forgot where they were was it the yukon i think it was the yukon oh, like she, she called tyler it? noah oh no, she no, called no. tyler <laughs> noah <laughs> Yes. Oddly enough, she never interacted with the actual Noah at all during the season. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I can agree that's funny, but it does take away all the development she had back in season two. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what I meant. It's a double-edged sword, because it was kind of funny, but it, it really does just make her a token gag. And oh my gosh, when we get to All-Stars, we can talk about how, how bad she was in All-Stars. But yeah. Please, please, Matt, I don't want to get a migraine. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think. What was your favorite team in this in this season? Well, to me, there were only two teams. Because yeah. I know there were technically <laughs> three, but Team Victory... Doesn't even barely count it because they kept on losing every. They kept on losing every fucking challenge. It doesn't help that they. It doesn't help that they got eliminated within the first. I think like ten episodes of the season. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because they were like, "Oh, we're gonna do a new thing where we have three teams instead of two, but that was pretty much just an excuse to eliminate one entire team. So yeah, it was weird. Part of that was because DJ had that curse. Yeah, right. DJ cursed the team. Poor DJ, honestly. He deserves a dub one of these days, too. Yeah, the the aftermath shows, they weren't that bad. I mean, I especially love the telethon one. Yes, yes. I loved that one. Oh, my gosh. Whereas, whereas since Bridget was briefly back in the game, Blaine from the Celebrity Manhunt special took over her, but we proved that she's clinically insane. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, freaking Blaine man. When she... 
showed up on the show. That was a little frustrating, but also kind of silly. I think Jeff tricked her into going it. <laughs> I tricked her into, you know, going back on the show. Yeah. Or at least tricking her to become a contestant. Because I think it was like the third aftermath where, you know, everybody had everybody, including ones who didn't compete in season three, had a chance to return in the game. Yeah. But when Beth was about to answer the question, Blaney answered the question for her. And Sears like, congratulations, you answered the question. You're back in the game. Yeah, but it was just a ploy to get rid of her because they didn't want to. They didn't want Blaine Lee around. She only lasted for two episodes, though. <laughs> yeah, she formed an alliance. She immediately joined the show, cheated, and pretty much got kicked out. Although she did pretty much cause my boy Owens to be eliminated, which was very sad. So I Actually, that her. <laughs> I I think that was the China episode when she got eliminated. Yeah, like when they were in China. Yeah, that scene where Chris kept on talking on the phone for majority <laughs> of the episode. Yeah, she was. It was just like I'm so done. You could just both because it was Blaine Lee and Courtney tied and they were like oh we should do a tie break and he was just so annoyed from being on the phone all day he was just like i don't really have time for this because they're both out all right yeah he eliminated <laughs> both of them because of budget cuts yeah which is kind courtney of, was yeah. like courtney was like how is getting rid of me going to save money i don't know you're both annoying <laughs> It's kind of a shame that Courtney got eliminated in that kind of, that almost haphazard way, because she had a really big, she was the whole Courtney and Gwen and Duncan thing in the middle of the series, uh, season, kind of had gone away by that point almost, and it was just like Alejandra's next victim almost. Um, so that was kind of sad, but all in all, pretty funny. Um, speaking of Alejandro, right, so, uh, what did you think of him as a, as a villain? Oh, I thought he was a great villain. Yeah. I mean, when I was younger, I hated him because he caused, <laughs> I think... 90% of the eliminations. Yeah. But that was the point. I it's think... like you said before, Alejandro was everything that Justin should have been for season two. Exactly. Yeah, I, I felt the same exact way as you when I was younger. I was like, Alejandro's causing all my favorite contestants to go. This is so stupid. But now looking back, it's just like, oh, because he was a general, a genuine threat. And we really didn't have that. Like, even Heather, for all of no. Heather's stuff in season one, she wasn't really, like, always threatening everyone, always tricking everyone. She did, but she was not as, as constant as Alejandro, I guess. But yeah, because yeah, uh, unlike Heather and Justin, and I'm not counting Courtney because she doesn't count as a villain in my opinion, <laughs> yeah. but Alejandro knew how to sabotage people because, like, he got inside out to what their personalities are like, where their interests. Yeah, no, very, very, very strong villain. I, I would probably yeah. say probably the strongest villain of Total Drama. But I think, but at least compared to the other villains, we knew we had he has a legit backstory. Oh, yeah? Because granted, no. granted, it was only vaguely mentioned in the finale because of his older brother, Jose, always constantly bullied him, so he wants to prove to him that, you know, he's more capable and that he can win for once oh that's right yeah i wish they'd explored that a little earlier in there honestly that would have been pretty interesting they only mention it's vague because they only mention it for like maybe one or two sentences Mm. As much as I love Total Drama World Tour, the finale still gives me on my, on my nerves a little bit because we had two <laughs> villains in the finale. True. Those being Heather and Alejandro. It could have been he uh, Alejandro and Cody, honestly. That would have been probably a little cooler. Um, but Bro, I, 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 I wanted Cody. Like yeah. I was really hoping to see Cody in the finale because, like, he deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he put up with all of Sierra's crap this whole time. He didn't really do a whole he, lot other than that, but he really improved, I think, as a character, especially towards the end of the show. I mean, like yeah i'll agree with you cody didn't do much other than you know try to avoid sierra he pretty much rock wrote off sierra throughout the entire series series if i'm being honest i mean then again sierra protected him yeah i i would say he did that up to the merge then after the merge he really started to come into his own so i so yeah like it doesn't sound like he deserves me in the finale but when you really think about it this could have been cody's chance to prove that hey he doesn't need sierra to compete 
he can yeah. do this shit on his own. Yeah. That's what I was really hoping for. But yeah. no, they want to focus on the relationship between Heather and Alejandro. And it's just, it sucks so much. Like, they could have just done, like, oh, Heather and Alejandro crossed the finish line first at the end. But they had to do, oh, Alejandro and Cody tied. And then they had to get our hopes up. And then they had to just embarrass yep. Cody. Like, that, that, that was... That was so sad. I I actually rewatched that episode just to see who arrived first. It was clearly Cody that made it on the island before Alejandro. Yeah. I mean, that would have been interesting, too. Have Alejandro, like, helping Heather to stop Cody, like, and have the villains team up. I, I kind of get what they were trying to do with Heather versus Alejandro, but I agree with you. I think Cody should have been in there somewhere. He kind of did deserve it. He was the only pure-hearted one left. But I did admit it was nice to see Heather win because, like, you know, Alejandro needed to go at that point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you get rid of the only nice contestant left and the only one left is, like, the only other villain, <laughs> you're obviously going to root for the less opposing threat. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but no, like, that freaking finale where they threw the... I forgot what it was. <laughs> it was, like, was a, it like a driftwood pi- dog. Pineapple thing? Yeah, I think it was pineapple and driftwood, like, made into a effigy almost. They threw it in the volcano and it caused an eruption. <laughs> freaking Alejandro got burned by the lava. <laughs> yeah, it became the freaking Darth Vader at the end. <laughs> that was pretty... That was pretty silly, but pretty funny also revenge revenge of the sith is the best star wars prequel movie true just throwing that out there i agree with that we'll definitely have to talk about star wars at some point but yeah i liked that parody of it a lot with uh alejandro and chris is the emperor (laughs) all right so now that you know we finished the first three seasons come season four they decided to go with a new direction this time by having an entirely new cast yes they did. I think it was like what thirteen new contestants. Yeah, not a whole lot. Just around around uh, thirteen. Yeah, the wiki says thirteen. Just a little bit over half of what the original cast had. Yeah, that's true. Twenty two for the season one. That's interesting. And once it and once again we get introduced to more stereotypes and tropes. We yeah. have the jock. We have the nerd. Uh, we have the tough girl. We have the lonely girl. We have the well, actually, I, I don't know how to describe Mike. <laughs> Mike isn't really Mike is hard to box. <laughs> Not really a stereotype in the traditional sense. Because, like, Mike is one of the first contestants in Total Drama to have, like, you know, a known disorder. Right, yeah. That, that being multiple personality disorder, for those of you who study psychology. hmm Although I doubt now, it's psychologically mo- accurate. But no, granted, I've taken psychology in school, and I know how serious multiple personality disorder is, but Total Drama actually made the disorder into more entertaining quality. Yeah. Like, I know it's a serious disorder and all, but I can't help but laugh how they satirized it in Total Drama. Yeah. Especially with Mike's alternate personalities, my favorite being Chester. Chester. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he was Chester, the grouchy old man. He was Svetlana, the Russian acrobat. Uh, Then he was uh, Vito, the Italian uh, Italian hunk, I think. Yeah, Vito. Who was the... Oh, oh, and then it was Manitoba Smith. Was the was the like the, the Australian the snarky the snarky Australian yeah <laughs> but there's one more disorder which we'll talk about in the next season yes um so but uh yeah. overall I thought this was a very colorful selection of characters but you know for a short season like this it was actually pretty pretty good yeah it was decent I I honestly I don't think it's aged as well I really liked like I liked it more when I saw it the first time than when I watched it the second time. But it's still pretty good. I, I, I admire how they... I love how they went with 
Um, like we're back on the island now, but we abandoned it for so long that everything's overrun and it's used as a nuclear waste disposal dump. Like you could tell yeah. they're just totally embracing the cartooniness of everything by this point. Um, yeah, like pretty much the contestants are back on the island, but this time everything's with a twist where everything is related to chemical waste because like <laughs> as Matt mentioned, Chris loaned the island to him, a radioactive waste company. So <laughs> naturally it has effect on all the nature and, you know, vegetation and all that shit. Yeah. Um... So, but yeah, uh, what are your thoughts? Besides from Mike, uh, yeah, the characters. What are besides from Mike, I like Cameron a lot. Yeah, Cameron was was a pretty fun character. Um, I think. I mean, he was easily he was easily the most fragile character, but yeah. you know, he managed to prove himself in the end through and through. Yeah, for sure. And see, uh, Sam was another great character because he was pretty much what every stereotypical gamer is. I love Sam. Yeah, I was just gonna say I really loved Sam as a character. Sam and Brick, I think, were probably my favorites. I like how they went with Brick, and Brick and Joe's rivalry was was very entertaining um he got done dirty but he went Let's down see. heroically i think he's he saved the other team's life so his team voted him off <laughs> you see uh i also liked uh what was it scott yeah that was his name scott the main villain yeah scott was interesting because unlike heather alejandro he actually sabotaged his own team yeah. just to eliminate them <laughs> i when i watched that i thought it was so weird like i don't know but i know it's weird but hey I like the change. Yeah, I mean that is fair. I and he be, like I'll admit the second time I watched it, he was a lot funny, like goofier. He's not like Heather and Alejandro where he's cold and calculating as much. Like he is calculating, but he's also just kind of a goofball. Like he has the freaking shark that follows yeah. him around everywhere. He just goes with the flow. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like you said, nothing's calculated. No. It just happens just by you know freak accident. <laughs> um, I will say two very different characters, Dawn and Anne Maria, I thought could have been explored a little bit more. I really liked them. Like I thought they were very funny. How they were sort of like this Luna Lovegood from Harry Potter and then like Snooky from Jersey Shore, like two different stereotypes. Um, who kind of just although I do like how they utilized Anne Maria with Mike and his and freaking Vito. That was funny. Yeah. But um, yeah. especially that love triangle between Mike, Anne Marie, and Zoe. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was I thought Zoe around. was pretty good. Yeah. Zoe had Zoe uh she was a good character as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, just thinking back though, I wasn't really a big fan of what they tried decided to do with Lightning at the end. Like, didn't I? I kind of came out of nowhere for me when he just became mean. I mean, when you really think about it, uh, Cameron stole him out of immunity, so uh, I get pissed off too. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I don't know. But I, I, I will admit, yeah. I'll admit, like he did go a little overboard. Like he straight up wanted to kill Cameron. <laughs> in the finale <laughs> exactly yeah like i think it would have been i, I don't know preferably i, I would have done maybe like joe and cameron instead of lightning and cameron but that's uh, just me um yeah i forgot to mention so uh what's interesting in this season is usually we have like you know a female and male contestant in the finale but this time we had two males oh yeah that's true and unlike the previous seasons where everything was like a race x like challenge this one was like a battle royale yeah <laughs> that was kind of that was kind of cool actually how they did that i like bro that. can we establish the the fact that that Cameron became Iron Man in that episode. <laughs> yes. That shit had me dead when I saw it. <laughs> Iron Man. I, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it was cool. Don't get me wrong, but he, I can't help but laugh. Mm -hmm. He definitely deserved that win. <laughs> nah, he did. Although I did feel bad for Lightning, though, like, because they, they showed that his father, who, like, he really wants his father's approval, and his father, like, bet his championship rings that Lightning would win. So when Lightning loses, that's kind of sad, <laughs> in my opinion. But 
other than that, I that think clearly that shows that his father. That clearly shows that his father cares about his son. That he's willing to put his championship rings on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just imagine that letdown, though. Um, but all in all, solid. I really like. I I don't know. Some people thought it was very dark what happened to Scott at the end, but I thought that was pretty funny. Come up and how he ends up in the freaking like. I think it was Star Trek. They had a character who just like was in that little robot wheelchair thingy. <laughs> Because he got really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but that was that was pretty funny, um, all in all. I also liked how in this season they had cameos from previous contestants from the first generation. Yes. Yeah. I mean, granted, they all made a cameo in the beginning because they faked us out that, you know, hey, all the all twenty two <laughs> contestants plus Sierra and Alejandro are gonna appear, but no, we faked you out. That was sad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh we had uh Bridget. I think Izzy, Lindsay, I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know Ezekiel came back because he was part of the challenge. Duncan and DJ, I remember, came back and stuff. Because DJ was the cooking challenge, and I remember he was, like, forced to be the judge, and I think he escaped. Um, That's a vivid memory I have of it. But other than that, yeah. And I do love how Chris got his comeuppance at the end, where, you know, what was it, like, the sanitation police or some (laughs) shit like that? Yeah. (laughs) He gets arrested. (laughs) So because of this heinous crime, Chris was a was sent to prison for a year, which yes. transitions to what's unanimously agreed to be the worst season of Total Drama. Total Drama, All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Now, stop. Think about it. When you really think about it, this does sound like a good idea for a season. Yeah. You have half the contestants from season two. No, sorry. Half the contestants from the first generation and half the contestants from, you know, the newest generation compete against each other. Yeah. Yeah. It was a strong concept, but, I think. But why is it considered the worst you may ask? Well, I'll give you my opinion. The derailment from each of the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine all the characters that had all this development. You had Lindsay, you had Gwen, uh, you had Duncan, and then from yeah, the, newest, uh, the newest generation. And from, like, the newest generation, you have, like, you know, Cameron, and uh, I think it was Sam. Yeah, Sam. Well, first off, Sam Sam shouldn't even be there, if I'm being completely honest with you, because, like, he barely contributed in the first season. Nah, I mean, I get, yeah, like, if they wanted to build on him because he didn't do much in the first season, fine, but they didn't even build on him. Like, they should have just shoved Owen there instead of Sam, honestly. Like, every development that most of the characters had throughout, like, you know, the first four seasons, it was all wasted. Yeah. Like, you know, they th- they ruined everything, including some of the beloved characters like Lindsay and Cameron. Yeah. I'm I'm genuinely curious. Did they have a new writing staff for this season? Because it really feels like the writers did not know these characters. Actually, I think it did. That might yeah, that might be part of it. Because you're right. I mean, because I was, yeah. clearly they didn't understand the source material. <laughs> yeah, oh, bro. Man. I hated how they eliminated Lindsay within the mm, first episode. Yeah, like Lindsay forgot how to use a freaking doorknob. Like she's not that stupid. People, come on. She can function in society. She's supposed to just be a ditz, not actually incapable of surviving. Like, oh, so okay. dirty. Uh, yeah. They eliminated Sam because he, you know, well, first off, he won the challenge for his team, but then he like smuggled two pieces of pancakes or some shit like that. Yeah, because he wanted to eat on bone island like that was stupid joe and lightning like lightning is literally just just an idiot now he's like new not new Lindsay, but he's just an idiot joe had a lot of potential to do something she didn't end up doing anything like it's sierra Sierra. oh my god sierra Sierra. now think about it i liked sierra in season three because you know she was an accurate well albeit an over exaggerated representation of what cody was in this whole drama island but in this season she got worse are you telling me that if she can't survive co- being without Cody for like, you know, a season, she'll start off all of these hallucinations? <laughs> right? Like, how did she spend the first She's... 18 years of her life? I don't understand. I just function then. Like, bro, <laughs> this season proves that she can't live without Cody. And that's what hated. That's what I hated the most. Because like, you know, 
we know she's more capable than that, but they just embraced her stereotype too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Alejandro kind of got neutered a little bit too towards the end. Like he really, I don't know. They didn't really do a whole lot with him. He was okay. I thought Scott was like, pretty good granted. this season. Like there were there were some characters that was all like all right. I guess Scott, I would say Alejandro, Cameron and Zoe were all right. Mike, I'm sure we'll get to in a minute though. <laughs> But, um, I'm sorry, continue. But, like, uh, granted, I did like how Alejandro was, you know, in that robot suit. Because, you know, he was <laughs> he was still recovering from all his damages from the end of World Tour. That was cool. I liked that. I almost wish he was in there for, like, another episode or two just to continue the joke. But I, I get why they had to put him out. But, like, I'll admit, he wasn't as devious as, as he was in Season 3. Yeah. Um... But, as I mentioned before, Mike has a fifth personality. <laughs> that that being Mal, his suppressed like evil alter evil alter ego. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I when you really think about it, even though we like to shit on Scott for like you know not being cal- calculated at all, but like you know when you really think about it, he was the one that caused Mal's revival. True. <laughs> yeah. Because like I remember, like during this episode two, I think he accidentally hit Mike Mike in the back of the head with a shovel, and that you know <laughs> triggered you know Mike Mike to be revived or something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So but no, like I like Mal as a concept, but you know they didn't make him subtle whatsoever. No, it was I thought it was poorly executed. I I really didn't know what he was going like. I think towards the end or something, I remember he says, "I'm gonna win the million dollars and build like a giant evil castle or some stupid thing like that." It's like really. That's so not subtle at all. It's so on the nose. And like, and like, also, are, do you mean to tell me that how easily fooled they were? Because like, <laughs> the bit when he discuss when he took over Mike's mind and you know disguises him, you can clearly tell that was Mal because he has like you know the dark circles on his eyes. Right. And they still think it's like Mike and all that shit. Because I was like, come on, <laughs> yeah. you can't tell the difference. <laughs> oh man. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just that was a little weird. Like in a season with so many good villains. Like, that's what annoys me, too, is that they had Heather, they had Alejandra, they had Scott, and... They had Courtney, even though I hate her as a villain, she still counts, apparently. (laughs) Semi-Courtney. And then it ends up just being Mal overtaking everything and everyone, all of these strategic villains getting fooled by Mal. I don't know. Like, oh my god, oh my god, the love... The love triangle we forgot to mention it makes a comeback, but this time it was executed poorly. Oh yeah. I mean Yes, I forgot about that. I mean, granted, granted, Courtney and Gwen finally, you know, put their differences aside, but then what do you know it the writers fucked that up. Yeah. Cause like, you know, Courtney had a chart where she was finally to eliminate Gwen at some point after the final five, but Oh my gosh, that you... was like the worst episode I think of the whole show. <laughs> Only for Mal to expose it to everybody else. And then it was like, you know, the whole episode was building up for Courtney's elimination. So it was not subtle at all. Like, you knew Courtney was going to get eliminated. And that really annoyed me. Yeah, that that's true. And no. the way the way they made Duncan into a you know a softy, <laughs> kind of dumb. Granted, it was it was hilarious, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, was, I just hated the way he was eliminated. Yeah, that was stupid. well. Granted, yeah, it's arrested. Granted, he wasn't actually eliminated. It's like you said, he was arrested for destroying <laughs> Chris's mansion. <laughs> true. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna be seeing Duncan return anytime soon. <laughs> Truth, because he just committed a, a major felony. What did you think about what they did with uh, Scott and Courtney? Uh, 
I thought it was weird seeing those two become a couple. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to explain it, but I knew it wasn't going to last long because, you know, Courtney with her egotistic behavior. Yeah, no, I, I kind of thought it was pretty funny. I like that. Honestly, in my opinion, what they do with Scott in the season is probably the best character development in the season <laughs> because other than that it was a lot of character derailment for everybody else but uh you what know. about the finale <laughs> what do you think about the finale uh a little bit um anticlimactic with everything that happened like i don't know like they might presses a button in his head and mal disappears and he suddenly is cured of multiple personality disorder and i don't know mike and zoe being the final two was kind of weird in my opinion uh i don't know i i, I thought I mean, he, yeah like i don't know i mean i did like that one cameo from owen but other than that yes. <laughs> it could have been it could have been a lot better that's true and honestly I, I stand by my guns that owen should have been in this season because how do you get more all-star than freaking this icon of this, the show first sam you know what owen in, but you know whatever that was the one thing that I forgot to mention how could you not put owen in this season <laughs> right like he was honestly. like a true all-star yeah but no like i also hated how they destroyed the island at the end because like you know this was like the birthplace so you would think they would keep something as sacred as camp wawanaqua but nope nah yeah that was silly they could have at least had another season where like oh we we went uh and we put the island back up or something and it's all like messy like oh deal with this new destroyed island as the location but no they really just it's it's gone forever now <laughs> it's stupid like, overall all-star was, was was a train wreck yeah i think we can all agree on that yeah but the next season uh it's debatable whether it's like you know worse or just as bad uh yeah i, I don't know if i would say per chance it's actually worse in my opinion at least i don't know some of the new characters that they introduced were kind of charming. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. The writing was still not amazing this season. Uh, what are your thoughts? So, uh, yeah. so uh, it's technically called season six, but also it was that, I don't know, like during production, it was that weird phase where All-Stars was supposed to be divided into two seasons where you have half of the contestants, which is composed of generation one and two, you know, cast members. And then you have an, an entirely new cast for the second half. Yeah, that was weird. But I think just to be, I think just to be consistent, let's just call it season six. Yeah. And that's called Pocket Tail Island. Mm -hmm. Which is the new island that like, they're on. I didn't really care much about the season, but it had its moments for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it had its moments. I liked some of the characters a lot. Um, I just think that they could have done a lot more. Like, for example, I, I thought Sugar was a funny stereotype of, like, a southern girl. Yeah. But then they tried to make her the villain, and I didn't really think that worked very well. Like, as comic yeah. relief, she was funnier than a, a villain. Like, I don't know. And then you had... Yeah, like, I mean, surprise, yeah. surprise, more stereotypes <laughs> to work with. Yes. We have the guy who thinks he was every... Who thinks he's the only normal person. Then we have the guy who thinks he's a freaking... <laughs> A freaking video game character or something <laughs> like that. Yes. Oh, yeah. We have the athlete, once again. Then we have... Well, actually... I wouldn't, this is actually new because we actually have siblings compete in the same season. Oh, Amy you know, and Amy. Amy's, <laughs> with one of them clearly being the evil one and the other one being pure of heart. <laughs> like, I thought that was interesting, but I just feel like most of the characters, yeah, they took their stereotypes way too seriously and there was barely even redemption for most of them. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. Here's an example. When Sammy had, like, this plot where it's like, oh, I don't want to be an Amy shadow. Amy's so mean. And then I think, spoiler alert, I guess, but not really. When Amy gets eliminated, or Sammy gets eliminated, it's actually Amy, and Sammy's disguising as Amy and whatnot. So then Sammy's around for, like, another episode, and then Amy comes back, and they both get eliminated. It's like no plot development happened at all, it seems. Um, and that's just one example. Like, yeah, like, what know, was the point of that? Like, why why even build it up? Why even make it be like, oh, Sammy's gonna get, like, her chance now that her mean sister's gone? Oh, just kidding. She's gonna go, too. 
like buy that plot. Like, I don't know. It was so silly, man. A lot of this was just, oy. And what was up with that guy, Sean? I mean, yeah. name one 16-year-old that's obsessed with, you know, the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> right? Yeah, the stereotypes went a little farthest. Like, like I liked, I really liked Max and Scarlet. They were probably the funnier characters for me. But what, how many 16-year-olds, right, are, are oh, I want to be a supervillain. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to be a zombie prepper. I want to be a Disney princess. Like, I don't know. Uh, like, way too overboard. Yeah. Although, I did like how Max was pretty much a, you know, a reference to Dr. Evil from the Austin Powers movies. Yeah. Yeah, no, Max was, Max was a riot. I really liked Max. The finale wasn't even that serious, too, because, like, you know, it was just Sky and Sean. I mean, what's weird, they were friends for most of the season, but then all of a sudden they hated each other in the finale. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, that happened right, that happened right the fuck out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And then after when one of them wins, they're like, okay, let's put, let's put aside our petty shit and be friends again. <laughs> Like, there was no build-up for any of that. Nope. And they ruined my favorite character. Well, the only, I should say not my favorite, my most tolerable character, Dave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, honestly, I know Dave is, like, an asshole and everything, but I couldn't help but relate to him because, you know, I do feel I, I am afraid of germs especially now with what's going on in the world oh for sure yeah dave was right and i do get i do get easily exaggerated at times or like you know i feel like hey am i the only one here with common sense <laughs> but i'm not going as far as willing to insult people like he does yeah and the finale you're right because i'm just derail because like you know he had the potential of being you know a good guy for this season but when you have him trying to kill sky because you know of a misunderstanding <laughs> right <laughs> Like, what the heck? Because, like, how could you do that to the to one character I actually started with, like? But, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it's not as... The season's, you know, it's eh, in my opinion. I mean... Yeah. It's a lot more creative than all than all stars, but yeah. not by much. No, I, I agree. And and I think some of the stereotypes are... there. You could tell they were, like, really stretching it. Like, this character's gonna be in love with every girl that talks to him. This character's gonna talk in beatbox noises. This character's gonna be a giant Australian girl. Like, I don't know. It, it's just a little strange. Although, I feel, yeah. I feel like at this season, I feel like this was the season where they started run out of stereotypes, so they try to, you know, go into, like, movie stereotypes. Yeah, I get it. I just don't understand why they didn't bring back old characters then. Like, if they're running out of ideas, like, why are the old characters just not even allowed to be used anymore, you know? Like, just do a new All-Star season with different characters. I don't know. I guess maybe because All-Stars didn't do so well. I'm not sure. But, uh... Whatever. The damage yeah. is done. Yeah. <laughs> so, but honestly, I think Pocket Tail Island was the last true season of Total Drama that we ever got because years later, they came out with a spin-off called The Redonculus Race. Yes. That's Where this true. time we don't have Chris, we don't have Chris as the host, but we have a new guy named Don, and it's pretty much like they did with World Tour, except like you know, it's all a race, pretty much. Yeah, it's like the Amazing Race. Oh yeah, and there's no singing. No, <laughs> but just imagine World Tour without the singing, and now traveling around the world by flight. But except they have to literally. Well, then again, they had to fly to you know different areas yeah. to for certain challenges. But but it's not like there's like you a, get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's not like there's a team plane. It's just like oh, they have to actually go to the airport, book a flight, like that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool because. But I, then yeah. again. <laughs> but then again, the teams that get eliminated, they have to walk all the way home, regardless of what or like what country they're in. That's so sad. Oh man. Because like, oh, I think it was like a uh, Leonard and and his friend. They were the first eliminated in I think Egypt. Yeah. Was it Egypt or? I, it was oh, Morocco maybe or Egypt like one of those. Places. No, no, no. It, yeah, yeah. It was Morocco. Okay. Because like at the very end. Leonard was like, I still don't get why we have to walk home. <laughs> oh man, bro, bro, how sadistic can you be? <laughs> When you have to make your contestants walk all the way back to wherever they're from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know about you, Eric, but I really, really liked this 
I guess you could call it a season. I really like Ridiculous Race a lot. Maybe it's because I actually watched Amazing Race when it first aired. But I just thought the concept was really cool. I thought the characters were, like, so much better than Pocketeo and All-Stars. It was just, oh, I, re- I don't know. I really liked that. I thought it was a huge step up. I'm really surprised they didn't give it a season two or something. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, despite my, you know, previous comments, I actually like this season. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's pretty much what everything did with what made total drama of, like, you know, the first seasons, the first three seasons of total drama great. But they implemented it into a sort of, you know satire of the amazing race as you mentioned yeah and it's funny enough like most of the contestants like you know we're used to seeing teens as you know primarily the only contestants but now we have a diverse age range of contestants because we have you know we have kids competing we have well i should say only <laughs> one kid yeah majority of the contestants were like a mix between teens and adults which was a you know an yeah. interesting mix super interesting yeah i really liked how they did that um I'm just looking now but, at the cast. I forgot Jeff was in this, but I, I liked that. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> and sorry to all you Jeff and Bridget fans out there, but Bridget didn't return this season. Instead, Jeff was on a team with his best friend Brody. Mm-hmm. This was you like, know we yeah. had some we had some interesting teams this season because oh, yeah. like you know we have as I mentioned we have Jeff and Bridget as you know the surfers Owen and Noah competed oh, as like you know that. reality TV besties <laughs> yes I loved Owen and Noah's team oh man and then Leonard as as Eric mentioned Leonard was here with his like LARPing buddy uh, those were actually the only four total drama characters to be in the show which is kind of interesting it's other than that it's all new um, but yeah um, we have the best friends we have sisters we have mom and daughter father and son which was my favorite favorite team oh, by the way i loved the father and son they're probably my favorite team too i loved them <laughs> uh we have goths um you know stepbrothers the rock stars they pretty much blend, blend in like every adult stereotype you can think of yes i loved the ice but, dancers uh, too they, they, they were a great team um and they're kind of serving as the villains this time around but. like they were great villains like they were the best villains we had since <laughs> alejandro i would agree with that yeah i i think I love how they always got third. <laughs> like, that was their thing. Like, they hated bronze because they're ice dancers. And I guess it might it must be something with, like, the actual Canadian ice dancing team because I'm pretty sure Don even says that at some point. But it's like, oh, well, you guys should probably be used to this. But here's the bronze medal. You got third. <laughs> yeah. The, pol- uh, the police officers or police cadets or oh, whatever yes. their team name was, they were an interesting team, too. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you know, we have the ster- we have the stereotypical, you know, good cop, bad cop. Mm-hmm. I-, I guess you can explain where, like, or at least one cop was more sensical while the <laughs> other was more action-based. Yeah, like, one was a lot more reckless, just, like, charging in head first, And the other's like, oh, well, hold on, maybe you shouldn't do that. Like, we have to do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Um, you know what else is interesting about this season? I feel like a lot of time, I have to rewatch this. Oh, man, it was so good. But a lot of times, the teams kind of didn't talk to one another. Like, it was very much just, like, independent. Where And then when people did talk to each other, like, I remember the sisters and Owen and Noah ended up, like, having an alliance because Noah, like, fell in love with one of the sisters. <laughs> like, that, that stuff like that was really funny when that would happen. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, but uh, kind of similar to a complaint I had with the first season of Total Drama, because you have so many teams, because, like, you know, not a lot of characters got some development, like, you know, the retired tennis rivals. Yeah, you know, the I thought they were, yeah, yeah. Tired tennis rivals were funny. Um, like pretty much honestly, any. Yeah, you first. But like any team that got eliminated earlier, like they didn't barely have any development. But I guess that was the point. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, in my opinion, like other than this might be controversial because I know people really like the goths, but I I just thought the goths really didn't incorporate a whole lot. But other than them, I feel like every that's a good problem to have. Like it it was like in the original island when 
you are like, oh man, these people were eliminated so early. Like I really wanted to see more of them. And like pretty much every single group here is like that, um, where you're eliminated. Like, oh man, like I would have liked to see more of that group. Um, and that's a really good problem to have, I think, because Island had that problem and Island was amazing. Where it's like, oh dang, like this. The first two teams that they, the first two teams that they revealed, I think in screenshots, you know, the best friends and haters. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of dragged on in my opinion. I mean, like yeah. I got, I grew. I grew tired of that recurring gag where, you know, oh, I forgot where, what's her name, Carrie? Yeah, Carrie and, and Devin, I think, were the de- the best friends, sorry. Like, like, Carrie kept on trying to confess her feelings to Devin, but, like, you know, Devin was in denial, or, like, he completely, above, you know, ignored her. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, like, you know, he realized, hey, I have feelings for Carrie, so let me try to impress her. Like, I don't know, that really dragged on for me. Yeah. And the I, haters I and the daters, you know, Ryan and, what's her name, Stephanie? Yeah. Yeah, like Ryan and Stephanie, like, you know, they started off all lovey dovey, but then, you know, for like, I want to say 12 or 15 episodes straight, it was just them bickering and shit. Yeah. yeah. That started to get on my nerves. Yeah. We didn't really need to see that for as long as they were in the game. They could have gotten a limit. I, I get it was funny, like, oh, they just met and now they're dating, and now, like, the reality is setting in that they're having problems and now they're going to bicker. But we didn't need the whole show to be like that. Like, they could have bickered for a few episodes and then gotten eliminated, like, to make room for more, like, better characters, more interesting characters to make it a little further. But yeah, but I'm honestly surprised that Jeff made it to the finale. Okay, granted, Jeff got eliminated, I think, the top six, like him and Brody. Yeah, yeah. I think in Vietnam, they got eliminated. And then something happened where some people got disqualified, right? Oh, no. What happened was, uh, if I remember correctly, Devin got injured. So according to, like, rules and regulations, they have to swap out their position with a previously eliminated team. So since Jeff and Brody, you know, thought they were in alliance with them, they took, they sacrificed their, you know, placement for them. Oh, You know, back back in Vietnam, like, you know, they purposely eliminate themselves so Devin and Carrie can remain in the game. Oh, I have to rewatch this. It's still on Netflix, so I, I definitely have to watch it. So, like, so the only fair thing to do was, you know, Carrie and Devin decided to bring back Jeff and Brody back in the game. Uh-huh. And then, what do you know, it, they ended up in the finale and won with the police cadets. <laughs> yes, that was interesting. Well, like, yeah, that was, that's interesting. That's the first time in Total Drama history where somebody's come back and won, or even made it to the finale. One thing, I really love what they did with Jeff in this season. I mean, we it shows that Jeff is much more capable on his own without Bridget. It, it was amazing. I really, because honestly, just thinking about it, Jeff, after season one, got the shaft, like, in season two and three, then he stopped showing up. This, like, I can't believe they actually managed to redeem him, like, or they even thought to do so. It's like they brought new life into him. Yeah, but it was awesome. It literally felt like season one Jeff all over again, just, like, the cool, like, oh, bruh, party guy, like, dude. I mean, like, (laughs) Owen and Noah, I mean, not much. I mean, actually, Owen's pretty much the same. I mean, what's not to love about Owen? Yeah. Noah actually became more considerate because, as you mentioned, he had a crush on one of the sisters. Yes, yeah. And, like and him, Owen, and, him and Emma. Yeah. Him and Emma, I think. Yeah, it was him and Emma. And Owen and Noah's friendship really didn't get to be super explored in World Tour, so I was really happy because Noah was eliminated pretty early on in terms of everybody. Um, so, yeah, I, I liked that. I really liked them as a team and, and the relationship with that. Um, Leonard, though, Don't get your I, hopes I up. They, I don't know why they brought back Leonard, though. Kind of just Yeah, I was about to say, don't get your hopes up, all you Pocket Tail Island fans, because Leonard barely had any development whatsoever. <laughs> if all- anything, it just, it just shows that, you know, he's still insane and thinks that he's in his own fantasy world. It felt like they just wanted, like, oh, okay, we need to bring back somebody. We need a group that could get eliminated first. Who should we? Because this is... We don't have Ezekiel. Who should we do? Oh, okay. Uh, Leonard. 
Honestly, the biggest gripe that I had with the Redonkulous race was not getting a Chris cameo. Yeah, that was silly. Like, he should have showed up at some point. I mean, Maybe granted, like, yeah. granted, I think they were trying to be different for one, so they try not to go back into old tropes, but yeah, you got to have some love for the OG host. Oh, yeah. I would have enjoyed an episode where he was like, oh, Total Drama doesn't even have me hosting anymore. I, like, I wish I was, or like, he tries to take over, he argues with Don or something. I don't know, that would have been pretty funny. Um, but you know, so overall, I thought the Redonkulous race was, you know, a good spinoff. Yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't, solid. I wouldn't mind a second season. Yeah. Maybe they could include more past contestants that didn't compete. Like, you know, maybe we can have Jeff return again, but this time with Bridget. Yeah. Or some new group. Or help. Or... or better yet, Katie and Sadie, since they need more life. <laughs> why wouldn't, why wouldn't they be in the show? That's so weird that they didn't put Katie and Sadie in here, but whatever. I don't know. But like, now that I think about it. I think since this was around the time when people stopped watching total drama, so they were trying to experiment to see, like, you know, how they can take the direction, take go with a new direction. Yeah. I mean, granted, I like the, the Redonkulous race, but I don't think it was enough because people still preferred, like, you know, the OG format. Teens competing in an air to being on an island or band of film lot or whatever place compete for cash money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's because of production issues. That's why they pulled off like all those ideas. Cause like, I remember the director of the show wanted to have like 10 seasons or something, but actually that's not going to happen. Yeah. I was just reading that just now, actually. Um, it's, it looks like it's just dead now. Um, and they're going to stick to children's entertainment, like young children's entertainment, uh, for the, I, I mean, I guess for the time being, but I don't see how it'll ever come back. <laughs> that's kind of sad. It's funny that you meant that you mentioned that Matt, because for those of you who aren't aware, Total Drama Island is back, kind of, but it's in a spinoff where, like, you know, 12 of the original contestants from season one are in, like, an alternate universe where they're toddlers. Yeah. Then for some reason, June from say, from another show, 16, is part of that cast. My conspiracy as to why Jude is in there is so that uh, Christian Potenza, who's the voice of Chris McLean and the voice of Jude, can just, like, stay involved. I think they just wanted to keep him involved, but they didn't want to have Chris McLean, so they were just like, oh, well, he also voiced Jude in 16, so stick him in there somewhere. Um, that's okay. just a theory. I mean, I've seen, I think, the first couple of episodes. It's not bad, but, you know, it's clearly aimed for kids. Yeah, it, it's it's clearly like a, a little young children's show. It's not at all like uh, Total Drama Island or anything like that. Granted, if you're a hardcore Total Drama fan, you might have some involvement with this. Or, yeah. you know, joy at watching this. But for me, I just can't get into it as much because, you know, it's clearly aimed for kids. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And plus, the season is still, well, I shouldn't say season, but the series is still going apparently. So I don't think it's fair to do a, a retrospective on it just yet. That's true, too. And yeah, like you said, uh, I certainly have never really watched it. I think I might have seen the premiere because I was curious, um, just as a Total Drama fan. But I'm like you, I really haven't watched it. So a retrospective really wouldn't be fair in that regard either. But, uh, Rest yeah. in peace, whole drama. Mm -hmm. You were creative for its time, but now you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the quote from Tom McGillis is, uh, there's no market for this experience in the wider entertainment marketplace right now. So, like, pretty much people are done with summer camp, reality show, whatever, parodies, which is a shame, honestly. I think, you know, I would love to see something. I don't even know. Uh, Who knows? Maybe in the future we might get a reboot, but you never know what's going on. Yeah, maybe, or something like that, or or a, a, a spiritual successor, maybe, like a reality show like Total Drama could happen. I don't know. I'd love to just see something, though, because it really is just such a solid, hilarious, satirical show. So it's a shame that there's nothing new in Total Drama, or even anything new like Total Drama. It doesn't help that that was one of the only franchises where, you know, 
that actually made me watch Cartoon Network again. But, you know, to see it go this far, like, you know, this low, I should say, you know, it's heartbreaking, man. Yeah, it sucks. Like I said before, they might surprise us in the future. And for those of you watching, we do recommend watching the original series. I mean, it's still, yeah, it has age, but it still holds up in our, in our opinions. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Watch whatever you can. Avoid all-stars at all costs. <laughs> yeah, you could just skip that one. All you need to know is the island sinks, because then you can... I mean, you don't have to know anything more than that. Um, here's one final question for you, Eric. What is your favorite Total Drama World Tour song? We Built Grun's Face. <laughs> yes! Honestly, probably mine too. I really love, I mean, I guess Come Fly With Us is a classic too, but we built Gwen's face. So funny. So good. I don't know why, but that was the only song that stuck with me. <laughs> that was like an ABBA parody because they're in Sweden. I, you don't catch up on those things when you're little and then you think about it and you rewatch. And you're like, oh, I get it. That's why they're all wearing glittery vests. <laughs> anyway, this has been an episode of Geeks Crossing. Let us know what you think of Total Drama. Join our Discord community and more, for more updates. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Peace out guys.